0: Like, what are you doing? <laughs> Just thinking about all-star ballots, maybe. <laughs> you never know.
1: It's very interesting. I've seen a lot of the Jays should trade for Nelson Cruz or Chris Bryant or Craig Kimbrell. All of them will be very good additions to this team. <laughs> but... No, it's Lab. That's I told you, he's, yeah, he's clearly okay. genetically grown. He's not... He's... <laughs> A cyborg or something.
0: And welcome to episode number 212 of Artificial Turf Wars, where in our eyes, every single one of you is an all star. I'm your host, Greg Wisniewski, and I am joined as usual by the unflappable Joshua House. I'm Josh, how's it going?
1: I am unflapped.
0: Yeah, not a single flap in the house. Um, the Blue Jays seem flappable, to be perfectly honest. But we're going to talk about uh, what are still highlights of this season. Uh, they did continue to add to the bullpen with the trade for Trevor Richards. Um Beau Bichette got added to the All-Star roster. I would argue deservingly. Uh, they won a series versus the Rays, though they were they looked like they were charging in for a sweep and did not. Um, Simber Barnes, which are some of the the arms that have showed up of late, are continuing to soak up innings for the team the trade wins what will happen what should happen what the heck are people on speculating on some of this stuff uh the lineup construction it's a very deep lineup but does does Grandal Grichuk need to shuffle around in it uh, and then we have of course your questions and we also have a gold star to hand out for a uh a game where Teoscar Hernandez was mic'd up And a whole lot of things happened versus the Mariners. And I think I liked all of them. Uh, So, yeah, that'll get us off and running. Uh, Trevor Richards, uh, other than he has more gray hair than I do, which is hard to find in a Major League Baseball player. uh, What do we got?
1: A useful relief pitcher. Uh, Mm. It was, yeah, so the Blue Jays shipped out Rowdy Telez, who essentially had become completely superfluous on this roster, especially once Vlad established himself as a first baseman. Yeah, so they got they get really useful depth in the bullpen with Richards, who we'll get to in a second. And they also got a minor league pitcher, Bowden Francis, who is kind of just like a control specialist. Gets some strikeouts, but doesn't have big stuff. You know, like back end starter type, who could be useful as a triple A shuffling guy. Like that's valuable to have as a toss in piece. But Richards is the real piece here. And you know, he's pitching. You know, like we're, we're recording this during the raise game. He just pitched and got out of knitting, but uh, you know, he's got a really good changeup that gets a ton of swings and misses and a decent enough fastball. And he's able to start or relieve so he can be multiple innings out of the pen, which I mean, the ability to eat innings out of this bullpen is exactly what they need.
0: Yeah, yeah. He, he fits the bill in a bunch of ways and comes at a price that the Jays can absolutely afford because Uh, Rowdy Tellez never really got, you know, quote unquote, unquote, going good, uh, this year. And even if you look at him as a left-handed bat, when he's going good, he doesn't really fit in this lineup. Like you said, he's, he's, he's a spare part that is never going to, you know, Trump other production. You're going to get out of the rest of the lineup shuffling around.
1: Yeah. he was just, I mean, especially once Dickerson comes back too, it's like, there's just no place for Rowdy. Um, if he'd been hitting well enough, he would have been used and he would have been a bat off the bench, but he wasn't. And when he's not, there's just no point to him. And Richards, you know, he's been a good pitcher in the major leagues since 2018. He's only 28 years old. And, you know, it's the second time he's actually been traded. He started the season with Tampa and then he was traded uh, with Willie Adamas in an odd move for the Rays, but they had all those middle infield prospects. Then he was great for the Brewers. And since coming over to the Blue Jays, he has only thrown an inning and a third, but he's been good in it or an inning and two thirds, but he's good. He's a useful pitcher. He's not lights out. He's not a guy who should be pitching the ninth inning or the eighth inning, but he's a guy who can get you from the sixth to the eighth without causing them further damage.
0: Yeah. And with the way this bullpen has been any, any spot is an upgrade. So I'm, I'm happy to see that they continue to upgrade. Um, We're going to talk about, simber uh going forward who was the last sort of upgrade by by a degree uh but before that uh the bougies have another all-star yay boba <sighs> sure. um i, I mean it, it it seemed kind of like a logical move the only thing that might have kept bo off of the all-star roster in my head was the that log jam where every team is supposed to have a representative <laughs>
1: Yeah, or if they'd only decide to go two shortstops, which well, it turns out Correa's not going anymore anyway. But Correa and Bogarts both deserved it over him with the seasons they're having. If they only went with two, then he would have been left out. But they didn't. They went with three, and hundred percent deserving. He's having a very good year. It's just being overshadowed a bit by a couple of his teammates.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think I think there are years on which Bobichet is the it, like you know you you move Bobichet around in time, and he is. Uh, although defensively, obviously not the shortstop that you want. He is uh, better than the starting shortstop uh, that the Blue Jays fielded in so many years of this franchise.
1: Yeah. Uh, The defense on Bo is still a bit of an issue. His throws, especially, are something of a problem. I don't know if it's his arm strength or his footwork or some combination of both, but he does need to clean that up. But um, there's no question that he's produced from an offensive standpoint to a, a very nice degree. And if he even just gets a little bit more patient, the sky's the limit with him as a hitter.
0: Yeah. yeah but I mean, if, if not, uh, yeah, he's, he's all Star out. So that, uh, it's quite the contingent. The Jays are sending to Colorado. No pitchers though. Yeah. Um, there have been some crazy pitching performances in the American league this year. Well, in, in both leagues, um, Maybe that's what it comes down to. I don't know. I don't know if on the on the balance of the season you can give because of the rough start you can give Ross Stripling a, a you know a big complaint that no. he didn't make the squad.
1: No, he had no case. But Robbie Ray and Jordan Romano, both of them, although like Emmanuel Class A for the Indians was left off too for the Cleveland baseball team. Um, and it's just like you said, there's just some crazy good pitching performances. Although Chapman made it, <laughs> which was kind of crazy. Well, yeah, I think
0: that there's also that uh, inertia of of All-Star selecting, even among the players, right? There is sort of a tendency to to remember every every appearance you had against a guy when you're voting for your compatriots, not just the last, you know, 10 of them. It's very true. Um, So the Blue Jays continue to, I'm going to say this, not surprise me. So they won a series against the Rays in Buffalo, which... Uh, they're, they're not that far away from the raise in the standings. You would expect that they would win some of their series and lose some of their series. Uh, and then they, they lost, they went in with, you know, I don't believe in momentum, but they went in with some, two fairly solid victories and then just fell dead flat in that, um, that final game and let the bullpen take it away, so to speak.
1: Wasn't even the bullpen that was necessarily the problem. Um, well, I mean, it's partially Dolise, but it was <sighs> okay. So I'm going to talk about the game, then I'm going to talk about something related to it. So in that one, they they're winning one nothing. Which for some reason the Blue Jays just cannot hit Ryan Yarbrough. I don't know why. He's not good against anybody other than the Blue Jays, but whatever. But they're winning one nothing, and then Wander Franco hit a home run off Robbie Ray in the seventh because Robbie Ray just gives up that solo home run at some point. <laughs> it's going to happen, yeah. and then. Teoscar Hernandez fell asleep. I, I I don't know what the heck was going on with him in, the, in that inning. So he gave up the home run, and then he gave up a line drive off the fence that bounced right back to Teoscar, and he just sort of lazily threw the ball back in and still almost threw the guy out at second. Like, he would have had him if he tried to get the ball back in quickly. And then, on the next batter, I think it was, it might have been two batters later, there was a a line drive, a, a soft liner to right. And he came in and he misjudged it and went over his head. And then he jogged back to the wall and picked it up and lazily <laughs> threw it. And they almost got the guy at the plate. It's like run after the damn ball. Like, what are you doing? <laughs>
0: I was thinking about all-star ballots, maybe. <laughs> you never yeah, know. Yeah, but... <laughs> it was just
1: inexcusable. I, I, like, Toscar has actually been a lot better defensively this year. But the lack of effort, that just kind of stuff in a game – like that is completely inexcusable i would have I would have benched him for the rest of the game. I mean, I understand also why not doing it because they need his offense to try to get back, but you cannot be doing that kind of thing, and it's just, I, it's just bad.
0: You can always bench him tomorrow. Yeah. Um, and he's Baltimore. yeah, exactly <laughs> that's, that's That's the time you can afford to bench. Um, yeah, I, I don't know i I know that this team is sometimes going to score zero runs or one run. Um, but I also, I know that they're not going to win any one, nothing games with any kind of regularity. That's just not how, how the baseball gods have, have organized this roster. So I feel like that's, yes, it isn't excusable, but also, okay, why can't you hit Ryan Yarbrough? <laughs> like f- figure it out. You have four all-star hitters in your lineup. what is, what is, not happening there and that's not the only pitcher where it's kind of like okay guys figure it out third time through the order should be a real penalty and and against some pitchers it is against some pitchers the the guy just melts and the blue jays are just stomping all over whoever his replacement is and then it's against the rays that just doesn't happen yeah um okay so the the jays are or having had to have turned to Adam Simber and Barnes, and you know what? That's that's not been going as badly as some of the other arms that they had called up earlier.
1: Yeah, I mean these these outside reinforcements. Barnes was terrible with the Mets, but you know he's come over. You can see it with Barnes when he pitches. Why the Jays picked him up? I mean the stuff is quite good. He throws hard. He's got a good breaking ball, and he's come over. He struck out ten batters in six and two third, and only given up two runs. And Simber has thrown four-and-a-third shutout with no walks. And, like, when you combine Richard, Simber, and Barnes, you start to see the makings <laughs> of, a, of a bullpen that can help you. You know, like, it's those middle innings that were killing them. You know, the, the seventh inning was so bad. Seventh, the, the ninth inning has been fine. Romano, I mean, every now and then he gives up runs, but he's been excellent. Like, you, you get to the ninth, you're in good shape. And with Dolis back and Baraki back any day, it starts, you can start to see, okay, this can actually start to be something we can not be terrified of every time (laughs) Montoya comes out of the dugout.
0: Well, and that's where I've kind of settled. I mean, I, I, I i sent something to you in chat earlier today when when the blue jays squeaked ahead to a 2-1 lead and immediately i don't even know if they got an out but i wasn't i was uh you know doing other stuff but immediately surrendered no they didn't even get an out and they were back tied and then by the end of the inning it was it was a two-run deficit again um this team is doing its darndest to keep me from getting excited about what it can potentially do despite this massive run differential um they seem to have this problem where the teams that have more wins than them in the standings beat them more often than than they beat those teams
1: right and here's where i want to talk about that last series that they actually won when they just sucked really mostly except for robbie ray in that last game and they were, but it was winnable. It was one nothing for them going into the seventh, and they coughed it up. Everyone, all these people were like, "Oh well, they won the series. You know, they won the series against the Rays. That's good. Okay, but like you're chasing the Rays. You only have so many games against this team that you can win. You have to win them. <laughs> I mean, they're they're already down. They're now four and six against four and seven against Tampa, and they're losing as we're recording this one. You cannot." be satisfied with just taking two out of three when you can take three out of three, because the next time out you might lose three out of three. So yeah, I I just, I don't get that attitude and I never will. Like you got to win them.
0: Yeah. And especially uh, like you said, division rivals who are ahead of you and, and occasionally you, you know, you, you follow a team um, and you find out that, Oh, well against, the first place Dodgers, you know, so-and-so team who is, you know, five games below 500 has like an eight and two record against the Dodgers. Like just for whatever reason, it's worked out that way. Um, But it seems like the the Blue Jays have played fairly well against the Yankees Mm -hmm. uh, who, oh, look, have a worse record than the Blue Jays now because the the Yankees have all kinds of problems with their offense. Um, And... And that, that just keeps on going. The Blue Jays run into the Astros, who have a better record than them, and they can't find a way to win consistently. And the Red Sox. and on a, So, like, it just keeps cementing over and over in my mind, hey, this is a team that does not have the talent to compete with those teams. And I don't know how you, other than winning the games, I don't know how you encourage me to believe otherwise.
1: <laughs> That's pretty much the crux of it. You got to win. Um, and also, like, the... the uh... Like, they, they got swept in four games in a row at home against Tampa the previous time they'd played them. Well, home being Buffalo, but still. Yeah. Or actually, I think it might have been Dunedin. It was, was the
0: sad walk out of Dunedin.
1: Yeah. So, like, they were in a deficit in the game. So, like, you got, I don't know. Anyway, they got to start winning. And they got to start doing it soon. And and I'm I'm not complaining
0: because I want to be, you know, moody and foul. I want to get excited about this team. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They seem like really good kids. And I could say that cuz I'm over 40. Um <laughs> but they they seem like like they have a good attitude. They seem like they're having a good time. They seem like they put in a lot of work um you know to 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 hone their craft and to be better at things that they aren't, you know, aren't uh, aren't perfect at. But they seem to also just be shy in the results department. You know, one night It might be only scoring one run against the Rays or, you know, getting shut out by Yarbrough or whatever. Uh, And another night it might be the bullpen just absolutely uh, having its face melt off after like six batters against both.
1: And the biggest thing is that like, if this was 2019, it's like, oh, well, they're just bad and whatever. Like you just accept it and you move on, but they've shown us that they can be good. And when it's just that you want to see that consistency, you don't want to see the, team scoring one run for multiple games it's like just, the line, players in this lineup are too good for that but you know they just got to put it together at some point and it might not be this year it might be who knows
0: yeah i mean it, it's, it's it's it continues to be a tough road to hoe as they hover around 500 ish um you got to go on a run if, if they don't go on a run um i don't you know i'm sure there's going to be a trade that is supposed to bolster things but at this point because they have upgraded, we'll get to that yeah incrementally yeah well okay well that's a perfect segue what trade is going to take them from 85 win team which they look a heck of a lot like in a bunch of ways to 90 win team which might get them into the wild card slot solidly?
1: yeah so It's very interesting. I've seen a lot of the Jays should trade for Nelson Cruz or Chris Bryant or Craig Kimbrell. All of them will be very good additions to this team. (laughs) But with the possible exception of Cruz, there's going to be some level of acquisition cost that doesn't make sense for a team that if they lose this series against the Rays will be... Realistically, chasing the second wild card spot, you, know, you don't want to be trading a Jordan Groshans or a Simeon Woods Richardson or a Gabriel Moreno or whomever for a rental. The moves to me that make the most sense are going after guys like Jose Barrios or Taylor Rogers or Luis Castillo with the Reds, like these guys, or Joey Gallo, you know, these guys who are going to be around next year who can help you now if you make it great. But if you don't, you're in really good shape going into the offseason and going into next year. Well yeah, I because regardless of what happens to this team
0: um this year, even if they don't make that second wildcard slot at all, the the expectation will be that they will be in contention for the division in in well in twenty twenty two if the season happens. There's <laughs> always that too. Um and and i think that not every team has this many young core pieces and control of its two high priced free agents you know in in that kind of uh timeline so they're going to have to spend money you're right this year to contend but they're also going to have to do something come the trade day deadline next year even if they're in a position to contend so it would be nice if if what they spent this year covered both
1: yeah, and well, that's those. Some of those guys should be available because the Twins, especially the first two, the uh, Rogers and Barrios, because the Twins are, you know, they're out of it, and it, they might decide to keep them and go for it again next year because talent-wise, they should be in there. But you know, when they're 15 games below 500, it's hard to justify that.
0: <laughs> yeah, we, we talk about um, chasing five games into the wildcard. They're, 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 they're so yeah. far underwater.
1: Now, of course, like it, all of this could change right i mean the blue jays are if they win today and the next game against the rays and then they have you know some opponents that they can probably beat coming out of the break they might find themselves that they're you know they're likely in a wild card position with some additions and then you can justify at least trading something for Nelson Cruz. A rental, but I still wouldn't be trading those top pieces for guys that aren't going to be back just to get into the second wildcard spot. It just doesn't make any sense to me.
0: Well, yeah, and I think part of that is, is those guys who you are trading away are, a couple of them might be in the window of helping this team compete
1: in this same window. You mean you know like in the next couple of years? Yeah. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like, if you want to trade you know, one of the, Leonardo Jimenez, right? Uh, like the sixth Best shortstop prospect in the system in A ball to get Chris Bryant, fine. Like that's the kind of move that, like, okay, but I don't think that will do it. It might. Who knows what the the cost will be for a guy like that. But trading those kind of pieces for rentals, like they did last year, essentially, where they traded, you know, Griffin Conine to get uh second baseman whose name is totally escaping me, Jonathan VR. And they traded another guy to get who's even lower down to get Taiwan Walker, those moves make sense. It's the key pieces you can't trade for rentals yeah absolutely um then we have
0: uh the oh you know what we haven't even talked about not an automatic out danny jansen we didn't even put that in the list
1: there you go you just summed it up he's not an automatic out he has like he's got on base once i think
0: (laughs) oh i i didn't mean to be this mean with that feature uh congratulations, Danny, for staying well, we- off
1: of the, the technical <laughs> definition. <laughs> I mean I, I think it's actually more than once. I think he might have gone on base twice. But uh he's gotta start hitting at some point. <laughs> like look like, like Nick and I have been the biggest Danny Jansen backers, right? On this podcast, refusing to believe that he's like this bad. But today he's gone out and struck and out struck out twice awfully. And Something he has to take that step forward soon, or like there's really not a huge case to be playing him other than when he's using pitching.
0: Yeah, and I mean you look at at this point, Reese McGuire obviously is tailing off a little bit, I'm sure. Um, but but every number looks better on on McGuire, and Alejandro Kirk is feeling more like himself every day. So, yeah, you don't want a hole in the lineup. Uh, speaking of which, Randall Grichuk is the guy (laughs) we're we're
1: in the negative part of our podcast
0: here um it's we start high we we go down and do a dip everybody kind of feels it and then we we pick it up at the end you know yeah yeah exactly perfect
1: because poor boy gritchick (laughs) talking about the lows um sorry so grandel gritchick started out hitting very well no one can argue that his line since the beginning of june is two twenty. With a 244 on base and a 417 slugging, uh-huh. sometimes when you read those things out, you're like, okay, well, it's like yeah, that's his line over a certain period, but you know he's he was still so good in the beginning that his numbers are still good. Like Chris Bryant, for example, had a had a swoon in the middle of June. Randall Grichuk's current line is 260, 289 with a 462 slugging. That's just not good enough. No, if you're if you're not hitting well at the moment without being your season numbers, you got to drop in the lineup.
0: Yeah, and there's a whole lot of room uh, to move up for people in this lineup. Uh, Yeah, to you, we were talking earlier, you're thinking, you know, eight would be a nice spot now that Lourdes Gurriel Jr. is is uh, hitting more like Lourdes Gurriel Jr.?
1: Yeah, and this is the reverse of what I'm saying, right? Gurriel's season-long numbers are actually slightly below Grichuk's, but he's hitting well now, and he's hitting, and he's supposed to hit better than Grichuk. And then Biggio's hitting very well now, so yeah, I would, to me, Grichuk should hit eighth. And then when Corey Dickerson comes back, he shouldn't play against a right-handed pitcher.
0: Which I'm sure that was part of the Blue Jays' plan of getting Corey Dickerson. Yep. All right. Well, Randall, it was a good run before you turned into the pumpkin. Uh, probably the most we've gotten out of your wheels. And maybe, you know, after a couple of days off of the All-Star break, maybe you'll have that other two to three weeks of looking like a superstar. But uh, if not, maybe Corey Dickerson's uh, heel boot will have been removed. and <laughs> He'll <will> be <laughs> able to dispel you in these dark, dark days. Uh, yeah. So that's the week that was. I mean... It was not a horrible week. That it was a what was it, three and two for the Blue Jays, but uh, yeah, three and two probably not going to cut it going forward. Um, if if that's how every every five games goes, uh, we're gonna come hey, back. If, to... if
1: they're three and two every five games, that's fine. But the problem is that's not what's been happening. <laughs> no,
0: uh, but th- th- well, that that would be six hundred ball, but they're not at six hundred ball right now. Problem. Um, anyway. We're going to take a quick pause, and then we're going to come back and answer queries you may have about your Toronto Blue Jays, we'll be right back.
1: And
0: we're back, and better than ever, if you believe that, I have a bridge in Brooklyn you might be interested in. Yeah. I think the important thing that we come back is we think about the people and the people want their questions answered.
1: Time now to hear from our listeners. That just seems silly.
0: Here are the rules. First, I ask a question, then
1: you ask a question.
0: Now, how does that sound,
1: sweetheart? Could you repeat the question, please? Well, yeah. two of them anyway. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh,
0: I, that, those are the most important people, the people who ask when no one else dares ask. Um, Luke but vaccinated at split letters asks, what are you going to do on that glorious day when the trop is finally torn down?
1: Probably arrested. Cause I'm the one who set the dynamite. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I would say that, that your, this came up the other night. Uh, I was talking to uh, at James and To on Twitter. Um, nobody hits in the trop. He had a line from like 2018, I think or something where it showed how bad every team's, OBP, average slugging, everything is in the trop in the in American League East. Um, and then someone speculated that, and, and then I said something about I would re up about burning it down. And then someone else speculated that, you know what? It, it's going to be really, if it ever burns down, like they're just going to have an entire list of suspects from Twitter. It's just going to be this <laughs> endless. Like they're never gonna catch the real guy, because <laughs> how could you, you see sift- everyone? I am Spartacus. Yeah. yeah. How could you sift through that many names, begging for the drop to burn down? Um, uh, what am I gonna do? Uh, yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna have a nice, and I'm gonna have a, an ice cream. Yep. I'm gonna go and I'm gonna have a bowl of ice cream and think about how I'm never gonna have to see that weird, stupid roof with the
1: catwalks again. One thing about the Rays and, you know, the desire from their ownership to move to Montreal and all that stuff. I'd be very curious to see how their team building system works without the Trump. Cause it's like, they build their team to win there. Like that's intentional, but if they played in a normal ballpark, <laughs> I wonder what it would be. Um,
0: well, I think in a normal ballpark with a normal number of season tickets sold and a normal number of fans, um, they might not have to translate their strategies into quite as stingy a, um, a strategy.
1: Yeah, that, that's a natural assumption, is that they'll be able to be, you know, using money to win instead of this stuff. But maybe this is what they're good at and not so much the other thing. So it, it'd be an interesting thing to see.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, I hope we see it soon. Uh, Brian A at BJ Arsenal 84 asks, I get the difference between the waiver and non waiver trade deadline. But what's the point? Is there still a waiver and non-waiver trend deadline?
1: Uh, I, it wasn't last year. I can't remember if they actually got rid of it. Uh so the point of it? No, they they it doesn't exist anymore. It's gone. Yeah. Um so there you go. Doesn't there was no point, so that's why they got rid of it. <laughs> trade them or don't <laughs> what is the new trade deadline actual day though is it august 1st uh yeah i think it's still at the end of the month i think it's actually september it's like july 30th this year
0: july 30th nice so yeah it's something it'll be something like two two o'clock or three 3 p.m eastern um just so yeah july 30th really, really, really at 4 excited. p.m eastern yeah wow 4 p.m eastern
1: yeah
0: uh hopefully all they, don't like,
1: in... oh, they don't like doing it on the weekend i don't i don't know why but they don't
0: and I assume 4 p.m. Eastern so that guys are not playing for the most part playing in games. I, I, I suspect this it might be the reason for not doing it on the weekend as well, other than lawyers. But um
1: The day having, game stuff.
0: Yeah, having guys in day games while they're about to be traded, potentially getting injured or something happening to them um while the ink is drying is not, not where you want to be. So yeah. Gotta get down on Friday. Uh, Hopefully the Jays are all said and done in their changes and uh, improvements by then, right?
1: Did you just quote Rebecca Black? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I wasn't even listening to what you said. That's all I was focusing on.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I said, hopefully the Jays are done well before that. That's what I'm hoping for. Yeah. All right. Uh, Now, the gold star. And if I remember which... Ah, yes, it is that button to press to award a gold star. I think that's all the brilliant.
1: So I did good, right? I mean, I would have thought you'd get a gold
0: star. You enjoy that. You've earned it. Yes. Uh, and earning our gold star, I think, is the, shockingly, the YouTube production crew for miking up Teoscar Hernandez. Are they not?
1: This Not just for Teoscar Hernandez, for getting Ty France and Vlad. Yeah, well, I don't think Vlad was ever miked up. I think... No, Ty France must be then.
0: Yeah, Ty France was miked and um and Vlad was standing beside Teoscar so often this was almost the Vlad show but uh first of all we, we come to the highlight of highlights clip um, as we join Ty France and Vladimir Guerrero jr Vlad is uh, just hit a single I'm
1: surprised they throw you strikes still now you gotta steal second no nah, I can bro <laughs> well, now, we can hit now you gotta you gotta dig Hit hard down the line, base Let no, let play at the plate. Diving in, oh, Vlasen. He just told me Gritchik's gonna hit a double. I'm gonna score from first. That's exactly what he just told me. A man of his,
0: a man of his word, yes, sir. <laughs> yep. Uh, that clip is amazing for so many reasons. Uh, but go back if, if you get an opportunity there is an entire i believe it's 6 minute long video of all of the highlights of Ty France and um and Teoscar Hernandez mic'd up for an entire game
1: um Teoscar Hernandez does get a gold star for his just <laughs> exuberance <laughs> he
0: is he is enthusiastic about everything even the fact that um uh Vlad is trying to make up a word in English that doesn't exist and and Oscar enthusiastically calls him out on it. Uh, yeah, no, it was great. Uh, that might be the only, the only double Gritchuk has hit all month. But Vlad uh, called it. <laughs> he actually called i it. Gritchuk's going to get a double. I'm going to score. And man, was he coming in like a freight train when he scored? Lost his helmet. Uh, head first slide. Hand out on the plate. Spectacular. Uh, yeah. Ty France comes across as incred- incredibly personable because because he doesn't take himself too seriously either.
1: Uh, oh, yeah. He shines in that.
0: Yeah. I didn't even know who Ty France was, but I, I'm i I'm now a fan. <laughs> uh, any other thoughts on, on miking up players and whether... Okay, first of all, the YouTube broadcast. Let's not do that again is, is my understanding of the whole thing.
1: I didn't watch it, so I can't comment on that. But that seems to be the consensus.
0: All right however for regular broadcasts i understand there's going to be some profanity if you mic up certain guys um but other like i can handle a little profanity in my life uh do you think more players in that kind of situation would bring more at least casual fans to see what was going on once in a while
1: i think as long as you you know you don't just play it live and you get to look back and see the fun stuff like this exact same kind of thing we're talking about. I think it's great. I think being able to see the players having fun is good for fans.
0: I feel like it's the kind of thing where I I wouldn't want it every game, but if you, if you had a, like a once a month game or on the ESPN, uh, not again, not even necessarily every week, but, but someone on the Sunday night broadcast would agree, but I like the format of going back after an inning where someone has done something and, and then hearing what they said on mic, if it was interesting or, or enthusiastic or funny or or whatever else, um, like playing it as you instead of playing the highlight of a, of a double, you might pl- play the highlight of their reaction to that um, in game. And then you want to put it as a package at the end. That's great, too. I think I think yeah. some guys, some guys you would have like a minute total of highlights. So you have to find the right players as well. I would be fine with Mookie Betts being mic'd up every night, though. and teoscar apparently yeah uh teoscar i would need subtitles because i don't speak spanish but um uh other than that yeah mic him up and and give me the translation i'm i'm there for that all right Uh, that that rounds out you know the general outline of of the week and the state of baseball because uh nobody else got uh arrested or in big trouble from the league this week uh, sure.
1: Yeah, I would ask, uh, do you have a final thought? I do. You briefly alluded to ESPN there. And so we've had Mike's son on here multiple times. He's a friend of mine. He's a friend of the podcast for sure. He, uh, so last couple of times he's come on, he's talked about his pitch AI and pro play AI. ESPN on their MLB draft broadcast is going to be using pitch ai to analyze the prospects and i just think that's really cool and i'm really happy for mike and i just wanted to say that on the show
0: brain exploding gif you know that guy with his
1: i do Yes. yeah
0: that one right now in your head play it Um, (laughs) that's wild um i think people with smart ideas getting recognition for those smart ideas is always awesome so congratulations mike uh my final thought is also a brain exploding idea is just Shohei Otani. <laughs> <laughs> yep. How? How does this man exist? He. Uh, a lab, maybe? He has hit more home runs in a season than any other Japanese born player ever while pitching at an all star level. He was selected. As a player, DH, by the fans, and as a pitcher by his fellow pitchers.
1: <laughs> and he's going to do both in the All-Star game, which is incredible. But how? No, it's Lab. That's what I told you. He, he's, yeah, he's clearly okay. genetically grown. He's not... He's, <laughs> he's a cyborg or something. Yeah,
0: I, I, I am just... Uh, I thought when I saw... Mike Trout, with some regularity, put up so many consistently good numbers in an era that other players started to, you know, have problems with on-base percentage and have problems with strikeout. And he improved himself year over year. I thought, okay, I have seen the ultimate uh, lab-grown baseball player. Uh, And then, uh, you know, you watch Shohei Otani hit four pitches for home runs out of the strike zone in four different directions. (laughs) Mm-hmm. And you think, oh, well, Mike Trout was clearly just like the the T eight hundred model. The,
1: the beta testing, like yeah. he was the he, he was the prototype. <laughs> they, so Tony's the perfected model.
0: Yeah, they had not they had not actually worked on the pitching whole thing when they started building Mike Trout. So unfortunately, they they couldn't incorporate it. But they had some time in between. And now, and how are they on the same team? And how is that team still
1: suck? <laughs> <laughs> Well, He's Strong's questioned. injured right now, but yeah, it but is still. incredible that this team has these two guys and uh, <laughs> like like, there's this highlight of uh, on Friday of Otani hitting a 470 foot bomb or whatever it was. It was something like that. And it's like, oh, my God, like oh, it's like, the, like this guy's incredible. I can't believe that ellie has got this team, got, got him on their team. And then you look, it's like, oh, they lost seven three to the Mariners. <laughs> it's like, OK, like that's just that's every time
0: yeah it's uh well it's more often than not is is all that's required and it's been that way for Mike Trout since all but one year of his career um so yeah uh, these are the questions that keep me up at night if I'm start thinking about about baseball and what the heck is going on so yeah if you are at all a fan and you haven't really tuned into the Shohei Otani show he should get a chance to show off on both sides of the plate on the at the all-star game uh I sincerely hope that we uh we get a good look at that and that everybody across both nations um, can check it out. All right. So, uh, not the longest show this week, but uh, the Bl- Jays only played five games, so we only had five-sevenths of our potential content to discuss. Right, Josh?
1: Exactly. That's how it works every time.
0: <laughs> uh, you were Joshua Hausam at Joshua Houseum, and I was uh, Greg Wisniewski at Coolhead 2010, and this was Artificial Turf Wars, episode number 212, And we'll talk at you next week.